Good afternoon and welcome to the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. I'm Warren Thompson. Uh, obviously, the last day of a very short week uh, in the markets. Uh, so we're going to just be catching a recap of the markets uh, with our market commentator, Petri Redinghase, in just a few seconds. Uh, remember that this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business. MoneyWeb has a unique opportunity for financial advisors. Through our Click and Advisor offering, advisors can interact with a growing investor-based audience and attract new clients. To find out more, visit www.moneyweb.co.za. All right, you're back with the midday show and uh, following a, a fairly quiet day in the markets, we're just going to see how things have been performing. The Oshie index up over 1% at the moment to 57,923 points. Uh, industrials up nearly 1.5%. Uh, financials having a good day as well, up nearly 1%. Uh, resources up three quarters of a percent, but the gold mining index has fallen 3.5%. Obviously, a very uh, tragic uh, story developing at Sabania with miners, uh, gold miners still trapped underground after that seismic event, uh, which led to a fall of ground. Um, some of the miners have been uh, uh, brought to surface, but there are still, uh, by uh, varying accounts, as many as four still trapped underground, and there have been fatalities as well, uh, perhaps uh, weighing there on, on the gold miners. In terms of shares traded on the bourse behind Nuspers today, we have BHP Billiton, uh, First Rand and Anglo, uh, and also Woolies uh, staking a claim there, the fifth most traded share on the bourse this morning. Uh, the Rand slipping uh, 12.65 at the moment, uh, but in terms of the trading day, it's actually up uh, almost uh, half a percent against the US dollar. Uh, it's up half a percent against the pound, where it's trading at 17 rand 15, and against the euro, one third of a percentage stronger uh, at 15 rand 13. Gold's at 1,309 dollars an ounce, uh, and platinum uh, enjoying a good day, up uh, two thirds of a percent to uh, 899 dollars. Palladium up one and a half percent to 965 dollars. But the big news on the market is uh, the uh, full year results for uh, uh, Discam. Announcing the company announcing that earnings attributable to shareholders, uh, sorry, headline earnings uh, rose by 12.1% over the prior year. Uh, but interestingly enough, a very, a very big fall in the share price. The share price down almost uh, 8% at the moment. Uh, but here to talk to me regarding the markets is uh, Petri Redinghase, the founder of Herenia Capital Advisors. He joins me now on the phone. Good to talk to you, Petri. Thank you very much, Ryan. Uh, good to talk to you too. Interesting day unfolding. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I mean, the, on, on first glance, the results for Discam look pretty good, but I don't know if you've had enough time to get into them and understand why we've had such a negative move in the share price. So the results are good uh, if you compare it to, I mean, you know, uh, revenues up 12% and so on. It's not bad, but the stock is trading on something like a 40 PE or was trading on a 40 PE. Uh, so 40 times earnings. So whatever you buy the share for now, it's going to take 40 years of earnings to pay back or to earn back in earnings what you've paid for the share. So that was a bit high. And the, the results were, although good, uh, not nearly good enough to justify the extremely high PE. So the share re-rates uh, and, and comes tumbling down. It was uh, um, maybe not an easy call to make after the, the results came out, but definitely the market, um, you know, looking at that and saying, well, these results are good, but they're not good enough to justify the price of the share. And uh, that's why we are seeing the, the downward momentum. 
Right, and certainly with respect to the uh, that old rule uh, that if your earnings growth is lower than your uh, PE, then the then the share price needs to correct downwards. Is that basically what you're telling us? Pretty much, exactly. Yes. Okay, great. I mean, a bit, fairly interesting day on the markets uh, this week. We've seen a, a steady slip in the rand. And uh, certainly the JC All Share, I think, uh, having a, a fairly good uh, week so far, uh, but n- no great shakes. I mean, just your perspective around uh, if you look at the kind of long-term valuation of the market, uh, the price-earnings ratio uh, relative to its history, uh, are, we, are we in overtraded territory? I don't think so. I think that there's room for the market to grow up. I mean, if you look at how we traded yesterday, we came off over 2% and today up 1%. So it's very volatile. Um, so something that's been relatively confusing has been happening over the last uh, last couple of sessions. The U.S. has been under pressure, and of course we follow the U.S. Um, and if you look at valuations in the U.S. as well as the earnings season that we just had, it was really good. It's the best earnings season in something like seven years, yet... Uh, the U.S. market's under pressure, and of course, emerging markets getting slaughtered because of all the dollar strength that's been uh, been going around. Uh, and this is on the back of essentially geopolitical stuff: Trump's uh, import tariffs, um, as well as the, the looming trade war and stuff. And then yesterday, the U.S. market also down well over a percent. Um, uh, yeah, so it, it looked terrible up until around eight, nine o'clock last night when uh, we heard news that uh, U.S., USA, and uh, China have started. Uh, started talks in terms of their trade negotiations uh, to bring an end to the trade war, if you want to put it that way. And the market turns around, runs up, and today we're up, you know, 700 points almost. So uh, we're being traded by, uh, you know, we're trading from headline to headline at the moment, which is a bit, um, a bit concerning. But overall, I think the market's in a good space. I mean, the world economy is looking fairly strong. Yes, you know, there has some some data has come out this week from the U.S. in particular that has not been so good. Uh, but this afternoon at half past two, I think it is, is the, the jobs data, the non-farm payrolls, the monthly number as well, so it's a big one. Uh, and we saw them hold interest rates, uh, you know, earlier this week. So I think that overall we're in a good space. It's just a little, it's been a little volatile, um, which is good because it creates opportunities and it scares you on days like yesterday. But uh, overall, I think that uh, if we continue to see robust earnings growth, uh, from the U.S., then uh, you know that will filter through into a risk-on environment, which will filter through into emerging market asset prices rising. So, generally, I think it's looking okay on the local data front. Uh, you know, we also have uh, uh, what seems to be improving uh, macro data. So, we had a, a good uh, trade surplus. Uh, we had uh, uh, sort of increasing new vehicle sales as well. Obviously, unemployment is still a problem, but. Uh, inflation is uh, is improving. It's coming down to uh, sort of multi-year lows, if you want to put it that way. So, in general, it seems as though we're moving in the right direction. Right. Uh, you still there, Petri? Uh, yes. Okay. Sorry, it sounded like just like the uh, the, the the line had gone there. Uh, certainly, uh, I think one of the uh, the the sectors that have run uh, pretty hard is financials. And uh, is there any space there? I mean, have you been uh, interested in any of the banks? Yeah, so I've been uh, I've been trying to uh, sort of trade on the long side of the banks for uh, a couple of months now, um, and recently, you know, I did a, I entered into a long position on first rand, subsequently got stopped out in the volatility. But I do think that uh, you know there is still a little bit of room for banks to do to do relatively well. So looking at stuff like first rand uh, in particular, 
Uh, and then also Standard Bank, I think, is uh, probably a bit better price in terms of that from a valuation perspective. Um, but, uh, you know, I do think that there is still a bit of room, and we've got to remember that banks and retailers are the ones uh, that benefit the most in a strong rand environment. So we have had a very weak rand versus the dollar and versus other majors over the last couple of weeks. But that's been a very recent thing. We've had the stronger trend for some time. So I think that if we see a resolution to the trade war between China and uh, the United States, um, that we might see a stronger rand once more. And if we see that, then yes, there's definitely room for, uh, for banks and retailers to continue to do well. Okay, great. Uh, just the, the the underlying earnings growth. Uh, you're not uh, you're not too enamoured with with respect to the top forty companies. Is it easy to see where earnings are going to come from? Uh, no, it's not easy to see where earnings are going to come from, especially not in an environment where um, you know there's. Well, I suppose to some extent, yes. With lower inflation uh, comes lower interest rates, comes more disposable income. So we should be uh, you know seeing some increase in the economic activity so people should be able to expand businesses and so on however uh you know there is obviously the risk of uh social unrest and that type of stuff which is starting to happen more and more regularly uh more frequently which is a bit of a, a, a geopolitical risk to the country i suppose if you want to put it that way so it's a bit of a touch and go situation but uh, in general i think that you know if we continue to see the, the developments that we have been, and if uh, we start seeing some changes taking place um, in terms of the service delivery promises that have been made, and if we see some delivery coming through on that, you know, it increases investment into our country, which will then ultimately increase the macros, which uh, uh, or improve on the macros, um, particularly sort of consumer sentiment and consumer spending. At which case, then um, you know, we should we should we should do pretty well, I think. Right. Okay. Great, uh, Petri. I, I know uh, you're uh, taking some some time off now, so uh, I, I'm going to leave the interview there. But uh, enjoy your time, and we look forward to speaking to you in the future. All right. Thank you very much. That was Petri Redlinghouse, the founder of Herenia Capital Advisors. Remember, this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business. Numerology studies tell us that numbers have symbolic meaning. Number eight stands for success. Four is stability and three represents advantage. These qualities over and above trust, ethics and leadership are embraced by CASA, the leading accounting, auditing and tax business designation underpinned by ethical standards delivering responsible business leadership to take your business to number one because business is more than just numbers. CASA, leaders in business. And that brings us to the end of another MoneyWeb at Midday show on Friday. Uh, our English and Afrikaans speaking shows get going at 6 p.m. Be sure to tune into those. Otherwise, I'll be back on Monday. Cheers for now.